Today on the Marketing Musician Podcast, we're talking about what not to do on stage. It might seem like a lot to make it happen today, but give it all you got and you just might find your way. Just make the music and you can choose to tell the world just who you are. You're listening to the Marketing Musician Podcast at marketingmusician.com. All right, hello, you marketing maniacs. It is I, your smiling host, Jam and Dave Jackson, author of the book. Get your band out of the basement and keep them out of the asylum. That is available for immediate download. Go out to our website, marketingmusician.com. You know what else is out there? If you are tired of waiting for Joe Schmo to update your website, if you're tired of, of trying to find somebody that would do it or some, you know, your, your sixth grade cousin, look, if you can handle a word processor, you can be your own webmaster, and I've got the class to show you how to do it. And the great thing is you can get it for a buck. That's right. Go out to marketingmusician.com. Started to say the wrong uh, website address there. Marketingmusician.com. When you sign up, use the coupon code LISTENER and the number one. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, our email is dave at marketingmusician.com. And today, inspired by a few things that have happened recently on stage, I thought I would talk about what to do and what not to do on stage. And the big one is uh, Billy Joe from Green Day. Coincidentally, just a few days before his album came out, was at this huge iHeart Radio Festival. And according to Green Day, their set was supposed to be 45 minutes long. It was cut to 20 minutes to make room for Usher, and sure enough, they gave him the, hey, you've got a minute left. So he stopped the song he was in, dropped about 50 F-bombs, flipped off the crowd, said we love you, but basically F you to Clear Channel, who owns about, I don't know, what is it, 80% of the radio stations in the U.S., smashed his guitar and got off. Now, he did seem... Honestly perturbed. So it could have been that. Now he has since come out, the band has come out and said, Hey, uh, we're kind of sorry if we offended anybody and our lead singer is going to rehab. Again, the cynic in me goes, Mm hmm. Because everything's forgiven if you go to rehab. And so I'm thinking, again, maybe publicity stunt could be. But the thing I wanted to talk about with that is there are times when gigs don't go the way you want. And there are times when gigs go really the way you want. And I'll give you an example of one. I uh, was in a band. We played blues. We played swing. And we occasionally got asked to play weddings. Now, weddings are great paying gigs if you can get them. But they're also high-pressure gigs. You've got Bridezilla, who wants everything to be just perfect, and nothing ever does. Basically, once the ceremony is over and people go 
to take pictures, um, the whole schedule gets thrown out the window. And if you are looking, if you do play weddings, I've got two great books for you. One is called The Musician's Guide to Brides, How to Make Money Playing Weddings. That's by Ann Roos. And I'll have a link to these out in the the show notes, which you can go to by going to marketingmusician.com forward slash 37. That's a way you can help promote the show. Now, Ann also has another book called The Bride's Guide to Musicians. Live wedding music made easy and affordable. So if you're in either camp there, you can check that out. But basically what we always found is once the pictures got involved, it always took longer and things became a mess. In fact, the example I wanted to talk about was I remember we were playing this one and they had specifically asked that we bring a CD player to play during breaks. Well, we hadn't started playing yet. And as always, I think in this case, the band actually got to partake the actual wedding food. Many times it was like, here, everybody's eating this steak and lobster and shrimp, and the band gets peanut butter and jelly kind of thing. This, we actually got the real food, and we had just sat down, and the lead singer, shocking, was a a bit of a, a picky eater, and he had just started to eat, and the father bride came over and said, hey, you guys need to uh, to hit your CD player." Well, technically, we were on a break yet because we hadn't even started playing yet. So we got up and we hooked up our CD player into our sound system because we were all set up. It was no big deal. But by the time we sat down, they came down and said, oh, by the way, the schedule has changed. Again, shocking. It's a wedding. And we were going to go on in just a few minutes. So basically, we didn't get to eat, especially the lead singer who then copped an attitude for a big chunk of the evening. And so in the case of the whole Billy Joe thing and and the wedding I was at, you know, it just didn't go the way we planned. And you know what? When you're playing a wedding, just expect that. They are just everything. There are a lot of variables. You have family members who may not like each other. You've got, in many cases, lots of alcohol involved. And chances are this is not going to be the perfect gig. Now, there are times. When it is the perfect gig, I played another wedding and it was a, an Indian couple and they were getting married in a very traditionally Indian way, with a lot of garb. Uh, and again, things were running much longer than expected. And we were at the uh, hall ready, ready to play. And so dinner took longer because pictures took longer. And by the time it was actually ready to play, we played a set of music. We were set to play three And we got done with the first set and said, do you guys know, yes, I'm not making this up, Sweet Home Alabama. And so we played, kind of, Sweet Home Alabama. And after that, they said, you know, you guys are great. Um, We're going to play some CDs. And at that point, they said, actually, if you want to go home. And the beautiful thing is, we got paid. And it wasn't that they didn't dislike us. They had some Indian music that they wanted to dance to. And we didn't know any Indian music. So we got to go home early. So there are times when a gig doesn't go the way you expected, and it's a good thing. So we actually got to uh, to go out. We actually went to another club, and um, a bunch of our friends were playing. We actually got up and, and jammed together, so it was a great night all the way around. But the, the thing is, when things go unexpectedly bad, there's a saying I just heard, and I like it. You know, people are like tea. 
and that is you find out what's inside of them when you put them in hot water. And I was like, man, I love that quote because that's really the case. There are going to be times when the bar owner, the club owner, the booker just steers you wrong. There are going to be times when you get there and there are no free drinks and the stage is smaller and there is no house PA and they're telling you for the fourth time to turn it down and the people keep screaming to hear Mustang Sally. That people keep screaming to play the electric slide. There are just going to be times when things get on your nerves. And once again, the bass player is too loud. And doggone it, if the keyboard or if the guitar player is too loud, there are going to be those things that get on your nerves. The more you can hold on to your professionalism, the better. And the thing that used to get me was here, here's some things not to do on stage. Number one, that you don't think about. Keep in mind, bar owners talk to each other. And the goal of the club owner, the bar owner, is to get as many people in their club as possible. And they brought you in hoping that you bring a crowd. The last thing they want to hear you say is, follow us next week when we're over at this other club. They don't want you to use their stage to take business away, including people who may be regulars at their club and really like your band may follow you. Now, what you can get away with is saying, thanks for, you know, blah, blah, blah. If you'd like to join our mailing list, everything about the band, you can find at our website at marketingmusician.com or whatever your website is. In fact, I used to say, instead of saying, check, 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 test, 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 why not say your website as a uh, sound check? That's acceptable because you're not openly trying to pull this man or woman's audience away. So don't do that. Another quick tales from the road. Be careful with any kind of jokes on stage. We, my band had played for seven months and our goal was eventually, I've I've told this story before, was to play Fat Fish Blue in Cleveland. It's the blues club. And we finally got there and it had been about eight months since we started, which is actually kind of a good thing. You want to get the, your, your chops and you want to get your, we, we had kind of gelled as a band by then. But we also had an inside joke that every night at two o'clock when we're loading our stuff into the car, the keyboard player would look at us and go, hey, this job sucks. I'm going home. And we would all chuckle and we would leave, right? This is out in the parking lot, nowhere near anywhere, anyone in the club. Well, we get done playing Fat Fish Blue and the bass player decides he's going to be cute. And he looks back at the keyboard player while he's on stage and says, hey, man, this job sucks. I'm going home. And yeah, that... uh He didn't notice that his mouth was right next, not in front of, but next to a microphone, and it went over the PA system, and the other four gigs that we had booked at that club that we'd worked so hard to get uh, were taken away because the club owner didn't get the joke. So keep everything positive on stage, even if it just sucks. You know, there's a job, there's a book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, and it talks about always being positive. And that's, uh, you'll hear a lot of people talk about the attitude of gratitude. And so the other thing you don't want to do on stage is if you do mess up, nine times out of 10, nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to have a clue. And the band, again, I was in, the lead singer would turn around. So number one, he turned the back, his back to the stage, to the, to the audience, which isn't a good idea. And he would many times yell at the drummer. Um, he would 
say things. He he had all these hand signals for slow up, speed down, which isn't a bad idea, but he would say things to people thinking that because his back was to the audience that nobody knew that he was basically yelling at the band. Don't yell at the band on stage. If somebody makes a mistake, laugh, smile at them, pretend you're having fun because that's infectious to the audience and keep going and then address that at band practice next week. Don't now is not the time to berate somebody because it just, it's a downer. Nobody likes to, do you like to watch children get, you know, a butt whooping in the grocery store? Even though you know they're being a brat and they deserve one, nobody likes to watch that. And it brings the whole mood down. Now, the other thing you don't want to do on stage is something that points out that you're cheating. And recently, Justin Bieber, now I give him kudos for this because he obviously wasn't feeling well, but the show must go on. And so here's this poor guy. And he's doing his little dance routine with all his background dancers and things like that. He walks to the front of the stage and basically just does a huge Technicolor yawn. He blows chunks. He throws up, whatever you want to call it. And the interesting thing of this is uh, you can still hear him singing in the background. So obviously good old Justin is lip syncing because what you don't hear is, which is good. But even the, the, the world's best sound man, I don't think would have seen this coming. But I found that interesting. So on one hand, kudos, the show must go on. The bad news is eh, you just uh, outed yourself that you're lip syncing big time. So I thought that was uh, rather interesting. And and to the one thing that was kind of good about the Green Day set was if you can work your personality within reason, right? Again, you don't want to get too political on stage because you never know when you're bashing the Republicans and the uh, the owner is a diehard public Republican or, or vice versa, Democrat or whatever it is, you know, you don't want to talk about, they always say don't talk about politics and religion on stage. But if you want to talk about a, a story behind your, your song or, or something you strongly believe in, if it's, you know, breast cancer awareness month and you talk about your mom and this and that, anytime you can, strongly voice your convictions. It gives your band a little personality. Now, in some cases, people came to dance. They didn't come to hear a sermon. But I have found that if you can work a little bit of your personality in there, yeah, you you might lose some people. You can also actually connect with people. So to that extent, I liked the Green Day thing, that he seemed very honest and very upset and was voicing his opinion. Of course, he was voicing his opinion about the the booking agent or whoever was uh, scheduling the band. So not a good idea to bite the hand that feeds, but I was like, on one hand that was kind of cool. And to a certain extent it did reestablish them as look at us. We're a punk band, even though their, their music is getting less and less punk and look at us, we can flip off the whole crowd. We can drop the app bomb. So in that aspect, it's a bit of a branding uh, thing. The, uh, the boys over at uh, music biz weekly, we're talking about this, how they thought it was just a branding thing. And uh, I tend to somewhat agree that it could be seen as that, but not really, in my opinion, the best move on stage. So those are some things to do. And then the other thing when we're talking about the stage is I always say this when you're doing gigs, leave it exactly, if not in better shape, than you found it 
So when you get there and you tape up all the set lists and this and that, and uh, if you smoke on stage, if you drink on stage, whatever you're doing, get your bottles, get your set list, get your ashtray, leave it exactly like I found it. One club owner was so impressed with us because we actually asked, is there a vacuum cleaner that we could, you know, vacuum off your stage? And they were like, for what? And they're like, well, you know, we, we have some stuff and we left some um, pieces of paper on it. We just, you know, and they're like, no, no, you don't have to do that. But they were just so impressed that we just even offered. So that would be my last bit of kind of advice about when you're playing someplace with a stage, leave the stage like you found it because they're going to, somebody's going to clean that. And it might as well be you because if you've left them more work, because again, they want to go home just as bad as you do. And when you make them sweep up, pick up, you know, they're trying to un- get this thing that's been, you know, cemented to the floor with duct tape. Now that's your job. You put it there, you take it up. So that is going to do it for this episode of the Marketing Musician Podcast. Now, if you would like to help the show, the easiest way is come out, buy my book, get your band out of the basement and keep them out of the asylum. Take the class. I'm telling you, you will. there's a, a money-back guarantee on that. But if you've ever thought of building your own website, if you don't even have a website, this will show you how to do it. Because you can really, you can have your own website for about $7 a month. You buy a, a domain name for about 13 So it's definitely affordable. And uh, there are videos out there to, to show you why you need to have your own uh, website. You don't want to rely on MySpace now that it's back and Facebook and all this sort of stuff. Now, you... Those are important things, but you want your website to be the hub, and then you have all those around it. You can also, if you go to uh, marketingmusician.com forward slash Amazon, if you're going to be going there, any purchases you make through there help support the show. So we deeply appreciate that, and we will see you again in two weeks with another episode of the Marketing Musician Podcast. want to leave you with my favorite quote, which is, for those who have money... There is therapy, but for the rest of us, there is music. And again, everything I talk about today, if you want to see the the show notes, if you want to see the books I mentioned from uh, Ann Roos, you can go out to marketingmusician.com forward slash 37, and you'll have the links right there. So thank you so much. Stay cool, everybody. God bless. We'll see you again real soon. Woo! Woo!